Hello and welcome to Casting Nets, a real podcast about real life and living faith. I am one of your hosts, Pastor Dave Rudat. Today we're talking about the petition that Christians have the most trouble with. I contend that Christians have the most trouble with. You can contend a different petition has that Christians have the most trouble with, and we can have something called a conversation. So you can email me at castingnetspod at gmail.com. You can email your snarky comments to castingnetspod at gmail.com, and I will make sure that Pastor Will Harley hears them because he loves those kinds of things. I, on the other hand, appreciate conversation. You can add some snarkiness as well. I mean, after all, I'm doing a podcast with Pastor Will Harley, so I have to tolerate a little bit of snarkiness. Uh, to be with him. But anyway, I digress. Forgive us our sins as we forgive each other. This podcast today is going to talk about both of those things and two segments. One segment, forgive us our sins, and the second segment, as we forgive each other's sins. People come up with very creative names, creative labels for things that they have done uh, that are, for lack of a better word, wrong. Uh, They label it little white lies or youthful indiscretions or crimes of passion. We say that something was the result of a poor decision or a moral flaw or a momentary lapse of judgment. God has his own label for things that are wrong. He calls that label sin. Despite the best efforts of human beings to redefine what is wrong, to redefine what is sin, the Bible's definition of it does not change. Sin is the same today as it was 4,000 years ago. It doesn't matter what the culture is or the education of the people Sin is still sin. Sin is not what the majority of people decide is wrong. An action doesn't become sinful because it affects another person, because it hurts somebody else. Uh, A sin is a sin because the Bible labels it that way. In God's book, sin is every thought or word or action that goes against God's will, the God's will that is given to us in his word. When we know what God forbids and we cross that line, that is a sin. When we don't know what God forbids and we cross the line, that is a sin. When we try our absolute best to aim for the perfection God demands and still miss that mark just a little bit, it's still a sin. Transgressions, sins, trespasses, these are all included when we pray, forgive us our trespasses or Forgive us our sins. Who needs to pray this petition? Who needs to seek God's forgiveness? Paul addresses that question in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, when he says, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have altogether become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Every person is sinful. Every person needs God's forgiveness. So everyone needs to pray the Lord's Prayer. 
When Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, they had to face the consequences of their actions. Because of her sin, the Lord told Eve that she would experience great pain in childbearing. Because of his sin, God told Adam that his work would no longer be a joy. But these punishments were like a slap on the wrist in comparison to sin's greatest consequence. God said to them in Genesis 3 verse 19, By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. To put it another way, the end result of sin, the big consequence of sin, is death. For Adam and Eve, that meant physical death. For every person who rejects God's forgiveness, that means eternal death, eternal separation from God in hell. We need forgiveness because without it, we are dead. When we ask God for forgiveness, we are admitting that we are dead. We admit our guilt. When we ask God for forgiveness, we are acknowledging that we will never be able to repay the huge debt that we owe. We can only fall down on our knees and beg for God's mercy. The Lord has canceled our debt. Not temporarily, not partially canceled our debt, completely canceled our debt. As the psalmist says in Psalm 103, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Because of God's promises, we can pray with confidence, Father, forgive us our sins. And you and I can be sure that those sins are completely, yes, completely gone. This petition doesn't end with forgive us our sins. Up to this point, our discussion has been personal between us and God. Jesus instructed his disciples to pray, forgive us our sins, and then here's the second half, as we forgive those who sin against us. This petition of the Lord's Prayer extends beyond our personal relationship with God. We are also praying that God will help us forgive others, and we'll talk more about that after Chris Dreisbach sings, You Are My Righteousness. This is from his newest CD, Jesus is the Man. secrets of my heart, my Lord, and you know the countless times. I wasn't good enough, I wasn't strong enough, but you made me what I couldn't hold to be. You are my righteousness, I am your sin. I'm declared innocent outside in It's not my fault I don't like to take the blame 
Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Does that last half of that petition make you feel a little bit uncomfortable? It does form a condition, doesn't it? Jesus is saying to us, I will forgive you, but only as much as you forgive others. And how are you doing in this forgiving others business? What's keeping you from forgiving freely and completely? Really, all of your struggles and all of my struggles in this area are from the same source. When someone says to you, I'm sorry, and you have difficulty forgiving them in your heart, the problem can always be traced back to you. If you have to rely on yourself to be forgiving, then you are in trouble. If your forgiveness is dependent on your ability to forgive others, then this petition should strike fear in your hearts. Because there is no way that we would receive any forgiveness from Jesus based on the way that we forgive others. Do you think that Joseph was able to forgive his brothers for everything they put him through because of his superior moral character or his education? Do you think that Stephen forgave the men who were throwing rocks at his head, rocks that were meant to kill him, because he hoped that God was listening and would reward him for his efforts? When you think back to men like Stephen and Joseph, Their ability to forgive others came from the one who forgave them, the same one who has forgiven you. Jesus didn't just teach this fifth petition, he lived it. When Peter swore up and down that he didn't know who Jesus was, 
the Lord forgave Peter. When the Roman soldiers drove spikes through Jesus' hands and feet, the sinless Son of God did not take revenge. The sinless Son of God did not say to them, I'll get you for this, or you'll get it in the next life. Instead, he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus' words of forgiveness on the cross were impressive, amazing, unbelievable. But words can't begin to express the act of forgiveness that followed. When Jesus was on the cross, he took the sins of the world with him, the sins of the Roman soldiers who carried out his execution, the sins of the Jewish leaders who sentenced him to death, the sins of the disciples who deserted him in the garden, the sins of every person made Good Friday necessary. All the sins were on Jesus. All sins, even yours. Jesus died for you. Jesus died for your inability to forgive. When you forget how much you've been forgiven, when you remembered where you buried that hatchet, when your words and actions are motivated by anything other than Christian love, Jesus died to cancel the debt of you. He canceled the debt of every person who ever lived. And because he did, forgiveness is yours, and it is certain. This petition really isn't about you at all. It's about God. It's about God's limitless love. When you forgive someone who has done you wrong, you don't deserve a pat on the back. When you forgive and forget, it's not a feather in your cap. The very fact that a sinful human being like you and like me can forgive at all is a testimony to the power and the grace of God who loved and forgave you first. To err is human to forgive divine. That's not only a famous quote, it's also true. Sin comes from sinful human hearts. Forgiveness comes from God. Divine forgiveness makes human forgiveness possible. Jesus knew that, and that's why he taught his disciples and us to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I invite you to pray with me the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Join us next time on Casting Nets. Mm-hmm.